Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are here to share weirdness with you this week. Not so much scary, but strange. Definitely strange. Yeah, we're talking about secret societies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Secret societies. Yeah. Have you ever been recruited by a secret society, do you think? Man, I mean, I want to say no, jerk, but like... No. You know, creepy organizations need members. Of course they do. Yeah. I don't think so. No? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. What about you? I was kind of... Well, yeah, you kind of... Yeah. There were some people that were kind of sort of trying to get me to join a re- like a religious cult. Yes. When I was like, boy, 14? Yeah. I don't know. Take her away. Yeah. I don't know if I really want to get into it, to be oh, okay. honest. Yeah. I talked about it on some previous podcast, but We yeah. definitely talked about it on Book Club Shell Club. Yeah there, was, yeah. there was like a weird summer where like a family- <laughs> We all have a weird summer. Yeah. That where one, somebody <laughs> tries to recruit us for a cult. That one strange summer. Yeah. So long ago when I was but a boy. Right. It was like a family. Yeah. It was a family of like really religious people that were like, I don't know. Pushing religion hard, but it wasn't like a normal yeah. religion that I I don't even know the name of it. Yeah. And they brought me to like a youth meeting and they were singing songs and I don't know. I feel like I'm describing church, so, but it wasn't. No, it's yeah, it was more than that. It was very weird. And mostly they'd just be like, We don't really want to do anything today. Let's just all lay down, lay like lay in bed and do nothing. And so I'd be like, we'd be talking about like philosophy <laughs> and life and death, just kind of Lying around lying on a bunch in of pillows bed and stuff. Together with a family. It was very weird. It was it's it was, extremely weird. It was three sisters. Yeah. And it was very weird. And yeah. this is very true. And yeah, it, I remember it. I thought they yeah. were really weird. I still feel kind of vulnerable talking about it now, and I'm 31. <laughs> I feel very strange. What if they come back for me? That was like a weird, like intense friendship. Yeah. Of, it was strange. I remember I was like, this doesn't seem good. And then they were just gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, how did again. they get gone forever? Did you guys just like peter out or what? Each one of these sisters eventually like petered out in a weird way. Yeah. So like they all kind of like would abandon the religion and one yeah. of them it turned out had like a, a I don't want I don't you know what it's, it's like, fine. It's, it's fine. still like, even though they were like weirdly trying to get me to join a cult, it was weirdly personal stuff where like one of them had to go away to a, like a facility. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Some of them, they just like became very, very not religious anymore. Uh-huh. And they were like smoking and stuff and all grumpy. Ooh, the opposite of religion. Smoking. smoking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe that's stupid, but like, <laughs> no, it was no, definitely I know the opposite mean. of when the you're teenagers, it kind of is. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't allow me to bring certain CDs into their house. Oh my god! They they knew that I listened to like b- uh, Bad Religion and Nine Inch Nails, uh-huh. and they would make me leave my backpack outside. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was a real thing. It was it was crazy, and I'd be like, "Well, why? Like, isn't it just like it's performance art? Like, whatever." And they're like, "No, that's like that is part of how the devil communicates." It's like, oh god. Okay. So maybe not a secret society. Definitely not the kind of secret society that I will be talking about. But perhaps tonight. not a, a healthy society. Yeah. No, definitely wasn't <laughs> yeah. healthy. That was not that was not good. Not and an I'm, up and up society. Yeah, it's probably for the best that that whole thing fell apart. I think so. <laughs> It was crazy. Probably wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. Yeah, that's probably true. I'd be trying to induct other members. Oh my god! Yeah, you'd have a podcast doing that. Yeah, exactly. Where we'd sneak messages into it, like um, like backwards recordings behind us talking about like very wholesome topics. Yeah, it's true. Not against that. Yeah, I'm not against that. Yeah, we could, we could sneak in some backtracking or whatever. What's it called? Cybersecurity is coming after all of you. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to jump into our topics in just a second. Yep. But we started a new segment last week that I think is pretty fun. I think it's awesome. And uh, it's we want really to keep good it idea. going tonight. Yeah. 
It's two sentence horror stories. Mm -hmm. So these are written by other podcasters out there in the world. Yeah. So this first one, uh, Chris, why don't you read it? It's written by Brisky Mm -hmm. from the Turn of Phrases podcast. All right. I carry my wife to bed every night and it's getting easier the more I do it. Bodies get lighter as they decay after all. Mm -mm. And then this one's written by Kara from Russia House podcast. As he stood over his wife's grave, Having laid the flowers down, the small bell connected to the coffin began to ring. Urgently, insistently, feverishly, gently, with a tender smile, he removed the bell. That is very good. I love that one. Hats off, Kara Stevens. Isn't that great? Kara from Russia House Podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Harkens back to those days when people actually wasn't saved by the bell. The entire phrase was about people who were buried alive. (laughs) You thought I was going to talk about an episode of Say by the Bell? Yeah. yeah. I was like, where the hell yeah. could you be going with this? Yeah, you know when Screech buried Lisa Turtle yeah. <laughs> alive? <laughs> she tried to get out, but he wouldn't let her. Yeah. Oh, God. No, Saved by the Bell, the phrase yeah. was that people would get buried alive because yeah. we weren't good at determining whether or not somebody was dead. Actually dead, yeah. So they would attach bells to the person's like toe. So crazy. They'd come up through a tube underground connected to a little bell. So if you heard bells ringing in yeah. the cemetery at night, in the you churchyard, knew somebody had been buried alive. Yeah. yeah. God. So this guy, I forgot that's where Saved by the Bell came from. Buried alive yeah. and then removed the bell so nobody can find out. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it. It's awesome. Two sentence horror stories. Send Boom. yours to us. Yeah, seriously. Ooh. And ask your favorite podcasters. Yeah. If you have a podcast out there that you enjoy, yeah. ask them. Like a scary one. Or, you know, whoever. Anything. Whoever. I'm I, sorry. I don't mean to box you guys in. I love it. I feel like yeah. horror brings out the best in everyone. Yeah. So ask any <laughs> podcaster you know to write a two-sentence horror story, and we might read it on this show. That's right. Send it to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at GTTUpod. Mm-hmm. You could also email GTTUpod at gmail.com. Yep. Two sentence horror stories. Yeah. Easy peasy. In, out, clever, frightening. Easy, breezy, beautiful. Perfect. Love horror it. story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy, breezy, beautiful horror story. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Cool. Why don't we get into it? Secret societies, Chrissy. All right. Here we go. I'm going to tell you. Ooh, this is going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, the Euclidean Society. Euclidean Society. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's about, this is, oh, it's gonna make the dumbest joke you have to make it now it's about ukuleles and weird al is the head of it does he play the ukulele I think he does he I, plays think, the I don't know i know he does but i think he also plays the ukulele Who's little george or something wasn't tiny he? tim tiny. that's better <laughs> damn it damn it <laughs> little george tiny tim but also little george isn't even a thing at least tiny tim is like a familiar name from like literature, little yeah, but George. You got, yeah, but you got you know small and then a one syllable name. Yeah, all right, fair not enough. terrible. Yeah, the Ukulele Society, where Weird Al is the head of it. <laughs> Guys, I don't, I just don't know anymore. Sick jokes, says. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Okay, <laughs> so the Euclidean Society was basically like a fancy boy society at NYU, and it started in 1832. Okay. So, um, I don't know how like secret secret it was. I didn't really find information about like it, this was run underground and this is how it was done or whatever. It may have been that it was an exclusive society. Maybe it was secret. Yeah. I'm not sure. But then some weird things happened not that far away from now. Um, so I wanted to 
talk about this because it's very weird. This and story. And when did it start? It started in 1832. So it still runs today? Not really, but we'll get there. Okay. It started in 1832. It seemed to have disbanded by like 1942. Yeah. But somebody was trying to perk it back up a little bit, bring it back to life. Ooh, love it. Yeah. So, um, so it was a literary society. Basically, it seems like for annoying snobs. So they they had a trust and like a fund and everything to do this, and they created their own library. And then they wanted to have them. They wanted to be able to um, be taught the way they felt that they should be taught. Oh, so wow. um, they had their own library and augmented their instruction by having noted minds of the day come for lectures. Does that sound so annoying? It sounds like annoying. the confines of your college. Are aren't really working for me yeah i do although the fact that they had like minds of the day come talk it's cool but kind of saves it a little bit but to be like uh we think you should teach us better and like shut up yeah why didn't the people at nyu just be like <laughs> screw you yeah you're 19 yeah go start your own college sit down yeah listen so annoying yeah but they were kind of progressive so i can't be like 100 mad at them um they okay, so they were first called the Adelphic Society, which means brotherly. All right, and then they changed it to honor Euclia, who was the goddess of repute, glory, and war. All right, so I guess they wanted to like honor a, a tough lady. Why are they all combined? What do you mean? Glory and what was it? Glo- Le- repute, glory, and war. Repute, glory, and war. She can't just be one of those things. Well, glory and war could kind of go together, and then I guess if like you're that. You're that kind of gal. You're going to get a real reputation. Yeah, remember that God of Toilets? Oh, yeah. Oh, Found I out about it in a previous episode? Yeah. It's got a secret society dedicated to well, the wasn't it? latrine or whatever. Well, also, it was a weird combination. It was the god. It was the goddess, right, of yeah. toilets and prostitutes. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah. yeah it wasn't even was just weird. toilets. You're right. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, weirdly, there was a rival society in NYU as well called the Philomethan Society, which was the same deal. It was like literary, you know, bad oh, boys boy. who wanted to, to color outside the lines. And so when there were some people who had memberships to both, and then they would ha- check up however they did in like the 1800s, if they would see that you had a membership to the other one as well. You got kicked out of the one that you were in. Some people like jumped ship from one to the other. It sounds like a real scene. Sounds like a lot. Yeah, it sounds like a whole lot. Um, but one of their most known speakers was Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. He came and did um, a talk. I guess every once in a while they would combine resources or something. I didn't really find detail on this, but um, they had a couple of lectures where both rival groups were together. I guess yeah. it was Maybe it was for if it was somebody really amazing. They're like, guys, we can't keep him from you. Poe is coming. So let's put aside our differences for one night and join together in literacy. We're going to have to team up for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that kind of plays into it. After Poe was there and it was a whole big deal, they kind of adopted the Raven as a little bit of like a mascot and stuff like that. Sure. So um, it makes sense. I feel like there were probably countless secret societies that had like, you know, Anywhere from one to 15 members that use the Raven as their. <laughs> I think I think you're right. right? Um, so they would also have debates. I just want to give you a little bit of background on what this thing actually was um, about some interesting topics. One of the debates was, is humanity naturally depraved? The answer they came to is yes. Okay. And they resolved that adultery is the only way to cohabitate. The only way to cohabitate? I guess like the only way that you can like be with somebody forever is if you accept that like adultery is going to be in the mix in some way. Okay. I guess that that's literally all I said. It was just that sentence. I didn't really get into it. Sounds like 19 year old boys to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
you know, different strokes. But yeah, I could see 19-year-old boys like feverishly arguing about yeah. this and be like, it's the only way. What, babe? It's have- the order of the world. <laughs> exactly. It's the natural order, babe. <laughs> this is NYU. <laughs> um, so it kind of Listen, like. Listen, <laughs> if you want to stay in my bungalow, this bungalow. is the way. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> You decide. <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> it's up to you. Also, did you say bungalow? Because that's like not a thing we have on the East Coast. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know I mean, I don't really know what a bungalow is, but I don't, I'm not sure if I know. I what feel that like is. a bungalow is like tropical in some way. It feels like you know, like you can stay. <laughs> you can stay talking. like in my flat. You know, like uh, lo- uh, loft. My loft. Yeah. Loft would be New York. Yeah. Um, what is it, New York, where you have that like open space you can put up your own walls if you need to, but it's all one room otherwise? Uh, the toilet is the kitchen. Like a studio apartment. A studio. Yeah. yeah. You want to stay in my studio? Oh God, that that is very New York-y. Yeah. The voice is a little bit more like West Coast skater. But... What do you mean? <laughs> I go to NYU. Ooh. Who did I just kick, Molly? Sorry. Listen, Um, I love many people. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever works. But from the perspective of a bunch of 19-year-old boys, I bet that was a super annoying debate. Two guys arguing with each other about that. They're probably both on the same side. Both agreeing. They're like, I know. It really is the only way. I know. Seriously. Look, men are genetically designed to spread our seed. I know. I agree. We have to get out there. (laughs) We have to propagate the species. How else is that going to happen? Right. I know, right? Yeah. So we're in agreement. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Euclidean. All right. Well, put some happy time. And they just kind of like have, it's called the Euclidean society. So they have like the pretense of wokeness. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, whoa, we name our society after a strong woman. You think that I, of all people, don't care about women's rights? We love chicks. <laughs> um, you want a hack? I'll get the sack. All right. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's. <laughs> Let's. Okay. Let's. <laughs> so, so it kind of petered out by like 1940, 1942. I saw one thing that said 40, one said 42. Let's call the whole, whole thing off. <laughs> um, <laughs> then there was an article published in 2010 by nyulocal.com. Um, a guy named Jake Moore wrote it. Okay. And he's talking about how there's like a little bit of a resurgence of the Euclidean Society, and he got a Facebook message from somebody weird talking about the, the Euclidean Society. Love it. Um, and I will also say he was they were kind of on his radar somewhat because all of a sudden um, a raven popped up on top of a statue in a park. Like a like a you know a fake a one. Real, oh, oh no, no, no. okay. Yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna say like he saw a raven, he was like They're he back. Think, he thinks I'm having an idea. <laughs> no. No. Um and also somebody put down a trail of raven footprints, like walking around a fountain. Okay. Yeah. Could it have been a bird? <laughs> no, no, no. It was like, you know, paint or whatever. Okay. Picturing like in snow. And so just walking around with no, like, like probably on- a bird. Otherwise just a guy with like footprints. <laughs> No, like on the pavement, like, um, and then this is awesome to me in 2009, there was a strange beeper prank that happened on the campus. So a bunch of beepers went off at the same time in various classrooms in 2009. Yes. In various classrooms, they called them beepers. Maybe it was just some sort of electronic thing. Well, I don't know. They called them beepers. I don't know. Um, they went off at the same time in various classrooms and each one had a note attached to it. The note said, 
Truth is something you find outside of the classroom, outside of the walls of this university, and only from the professor in front of you insofar as he can serve as an experienced guide. NYU has its secrets, too. Wow. But it got little response. People were just kind of like, huh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's the kind of thing that like many people are going to look at it and yeah. go like, eh, somebody else will know what to make of this. <laughs> right. And they all move on. Right, basically. You know? um, and then four years later, there was an article on the Atlantic.com called How Secret Societies Stay Hidden on the Internet. And that's from 2014. Okay. And it seemed like this thing that I'm going to tell you about, which is kind of the meat and uh, Yukon Golds of the story. Wow. Is Not a about <laughs> no, something more substantial. Bigger. Yeah. Wow. That's a big spud, baby. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> this guy who wrote this article, whose name is Matt King, um, a couple of years beforehand got a Facebook message from somebody with the name Ernest Howard Crosby, whose profile picture was a picture of like a Civil War era guy, like okay. some, something really old. Yeah. Um, and what he sent him was... The society is interested in your potential membership and would like to invite you to learn more. Time is of the essence. Love that. Yeah. And he was like, love that. And he was like, what? So we obviously responded. And then he got sent to a Facebook group, like a private group, but the comments were disabled on it and everything. It had another set of like old pictures for the header, like, you know, old Civil War pictures. And there was just a file. Um, in the group or whatever that sent you to a Google Doc questionnaire. And the questionnaire was just um, questions about your background, politics, and religion. Wow. Okay, so the guy who wrote this, Matt King, was scheduled to study abroad for a year and a half, coming up pretty soon, like I think three months after he got this first message. But he was still super... So he knew he wouldn't be around to do all this stuff, but he was just super curious about it. So he answered the Google Doc and all that kind of stuff, filled out the questionnaire. And then he got a mass email that was like, oh, congratulations, you've gotten to the next step or whatever. All right. Um, and the mass email said to make a private Gmail account, and it had an attachment of suggested Greek pseudonyms and their histories. And then it also had a list of websites and stuff to look over to be discussed at the next meeting of their society, which was going to be like a Google group thing or whatever. And um, all the attachments were basically history of the Euclidean society. So he was like, okay, so this is, this is what this is. I mean, I don't know if he said he had an inkling of that being what it was before that. I don't think anything else indicated, but maybe he knew about the NYU secret society or something, but it brought him to a bunch of like history things about the Euclidean society. And then something that I think is really interesting, um, a short YouTube video about what essential Manhattan evening wear is. And that was a clip from the movie Metropolitan, (laughs) um, which I've never heard of before. I don't know. Yeah. And then once he got through that phase, they started doing the online group chats. And I didn't mention the name of the guy who got in touch with him in the beginning and everything. He said his name was John S., I was really hoping it would be something like Mephisto. No, no, just like John S. (laughs) All right. Um, And he said that in the initial, so I'm just going to read this quote. The initial emails from John S. had been stayed in boilerplate, but the impression he gave off in the online group chats was almost bipolar. He started the conversation by asking who was drunk or trying to get drunk or already hung over. Complete sentences collapsed into incoherent uh, fragments, his tone swinging between mildly serious and almost manic. One minute, he sounded like a fraternity president rallying his rushes. Let's be clear. 
there there are going to be guys who are doing shit, uh, who you are doing shit for as apprentices that you don't really hear from, etc. If we ask you to send a get well card to Sean, sure, he may not be around, but get him one. The next minute he devolved into misogyny. Let's run through this girl. Uh, no, let's run through this like a girl on X and Coke at a frat party. Yeah. It gets worse. I And I also want to know the context of like how this even came up. Um, I hope you hit that little girl's ass so hard. It looks like two Jap flags. What? Because it's like, you know, the red, red circle. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just like he was just like really, really weird. Too much. And the people in the group were kind of like rising to that level, basically. She was like this weird, like fratty environment, yeah. which was started by like oh, Greek pseudonyms and all this stuff. So their supposed work that they were supposed to be doing as the Euclidean Society was um, forming campus initiatives, like different I don't know, groups and pushes for orders and things like that. But he realized, the guy who wrote this, Matt King, that it seemed like these were not in place whatsoever yet. Like they would be doing all this totally from scratch. Yeah. He started to be like, what is this that we're doing? And also he got suspicious because John S. said that um, the first thing that you have to do is to make a legit website because that makes anybody believe you know, that you are credible. Gives you some element of legitimacy to just have a website. Right. And he was like, well, this guy made legit websites and everything that made me think he's credible. Like this guy could be anybody. I don't even know if he's an NYU alum. Like yeah. he'd just be some like weird con man or like some kid getting a kick out of doing this. Like this is so strange. Yeah. But then he was like, oh, I guess, I guess maybe he is legit because the next correspondence was like, okay, it's time for our next mission. We're going to meet in person. Oh. And the place that they were meeting in person was at NYU's La Maison Francaise. All right. Uh, which was like uh, a French thing at NYU. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. How interesting. A hall, okay. let's say. Yeah. Okay. So um, he said that when he arrived 15 minutes late to the thing, there were no open seats left. The front of the room was blocked off by two large tables formed into a V. Seated on the near side were the familiar faces from Facebook profiles of my fellow recruits. Standing before us were three strangers. A man with light black skin and large freckles smiled and introduced himself as John S., his voice calm and cheerful. Behind him were two white guys introduced by first names only, fellow members of his induction class. All three of them were middle-aged and paunchy, wearing loose-fitting suits. John S. conceded that society activity had dwindled since the early days of their induction— of like of their induction, but said a core group of guys, many of whom we'd meet later, were dedicated to reviving it. Okay. So it seems like it was just these three guys who wanted to get the Euclidean Society going again. I don't like the sound of that. No, no, I don't either. And also, um, he mentioned it earlier in um, the article, but I didn't mention it. I think he mentions their races because he said that when he was looking through the roster, it was like mostly white guys, like a few Indian guys, I think maybe a few Asian guys, and like one black guy that he saw yeah, that yeah. were either invited to it or responded to it. Okay. It's like a really largely like white man group. Right. Um, and he said that it was basically just kind of like a weird cocktail party where people just like mingling and talking with like a lot of alcohol. Like yeah. people kept bringing in mini coolers and stuff with like wine and beer. Well, that's how you seem cool to a bunch of college students. Exactly. The whole thing is very like predatory. Yeah. And <clears throat> also just kind of, it seems to me like wanting to recapture your glory days sure. and perhaps glory days that may not even have even really happened because it seems like the Euclidean society 
had like no activity or they were very underground yeah. for a really long time. I mean, it for sure sounds like the way that John S was talking to everybody in the mm-hmm. group online or whatever yeah. before. It sounds like every joke about a middle-aged man trying yeah, to completely. appeal to young people. Completely. Like, we can get so many chicks. Bleh. Yeah, who's drunk? Yeah, like, exactly. So it's weird. Corny and I was not expecting him to be a middle-aged man. I thought he was going to be like a fellow college boy. Yeah, same. Um, so John S and the guys had said that the whole group that's there was, were handpicked because of their academic, um, performance. But then after drinking for a while, one of the recruits was joke or not joking. They were laughing. They were like, I have under a 2.0. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So how were they even recruited? Like, how how would they know that? How would they know anything? Yeah, Yeah. completely. Um, also John S made vague allusions to the Euclidean society being a stepping stone to more prestigious (laughs) organizations, prestigious organizations. And when somebody asked about the Freemasons, he just smiled. Oh, wow. This guy sounds like a real piece of work. I bet he knows a lot about the Freemasons. Oh, um, I, I bet, bet he knows I bet he knows a lot about I the bet Freemasons. He's in it too. And <laughs> yeah. He knows, and he knows them. Hey, I came yeah. up with a really good idea for a DVD yeah. I could put out of me doing magic tricks I don't know how to do. Uh-huh. It's called Vague Illusions. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that sounds good. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, I'd watch that. Um, I think this app will disappear. <laughs> People are like, is that, yeah. a, is that like a common trick? But then what happens? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> What do you I make it disappear. Wait, I guess I don't get it. What's happening? Are you actually performing magic? Kinda. But it's just with like weird objects? Yeah, I'm not doing very well. <laughs> Vague illusions. <laughs> Is it like you drop the apple so you don't see it anymore or something? Yeah. Okay. Got it. That makes no yeah. <laughs> drop it into my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Some waving wearing giant baggy pants. Yeah. <laughs> Apple's gone. All right. Sleight of hand. Um, so yeah, he said that it just seemed like a, a weird party and like he would ask questions or other people would ask questions. There was like a fast, like definitive answer for everything. Yeah. But the kind of thing that I just remember there was a good quote about it that I pulled up. Like, um, as I looked around the room, it seemed like most of the recruits were buying into the show or at least willing to participate in, a, in an extended trial period. The unspoken reality remained that we had nothing by which to, d- to judge the society's integrity other than a bunch of shoddy websites and a few guys in suits talking about power and money. The real Twilight Zone moment of the evening arrived when I realized I almost didn't have any more questions to ask. The older guys had an answer to every society-related inquiry inquiry thrown their way. Like a tall tale or fable, the truth they spewed was both outrageous but also undeniable, if only because it was by nature unprovable. Right. So it just seemed like a... Just making broad claims to a group of young people. Right. Yeah. But he stayed... He just kept staying in the loop. He was like, whatever, this is interesting. And then um, he stayed through Invitation Week, which I guess is with frat. It's like you go through that whole process and they meet you and see if they want you and then you get a formal invitation. Oh, that's dorky too. I know that is a thing from talking to like clients of mine, like kids. Oh, really? Yeah, like not anymore. Well, I'm pretty but... sure NYU doesn't have frats. So that might be part of the reason oh, why the Euclidean yes, Society I think is you're necessary because right. it's underground because they can't by definition have a frat. Yes, yeah. I think you're right. And also this is one of my favorite parts of the story right here. And I'm also just going to read it verbatim. Um, so he remained in the, accru- the recruitment loop and his final adventure was to the W hotel in union square where at my allotted time, um, 
I was to search the lobby for a man wearing a raven pin. I found him in the corner by the window. A stranger I had never seen, he smiled and made a quiet call, call sound as I approached. The envelope he handed me had a yellow faux and... Uh, faux antiquated look and was sealed with red wax inside was a congratulatory note pin printed in calligraphy followed by a breakdown of dues total annual cost six hundred dollars oh, excuse me so he was I like would die <laughs> I, I would just die cool cool first I of all yeah really hard to find that guy yes yeah, you know i bet you know, like yeah he's the one person in the lobby wearing a raven pin but i also imagine he's the one person in the lobby that just like stands out like a sore thumb anytime a 21 year old walks by he's like cool, cool. oh i wonder who it is yeah that guy cawing at that kid over there Yeah, that guy like giggling and like Pretending to read a book, but there's a Playboy hidden inside. Oh, my God. (laughs) So weird. So he just, like, didn't respond. He was like, all right, I'm good here, I think. I've taken this all as far as I want to take it. And John S. kept emailing him, asking him for his dues. And he just, like, I think just didn't write back. Will you please give me them? Yeah. And um, Just give me $600. Yeah, come on. And I'll go away. Right. And then he (laughs) left for Europe, like, yeah. You know, he went and did his backpacking and all that kind of wow, stuff. Wow, he had to leave the country to get away from yeah. the Euclidean society. Wow. That would be awesome if that's how they spin it. <laughs> yeah. I hope that they're like, yeah, we're so powerful. One of our pledges had to leave the country when he yeah. like defaulted on his dues. Yeah, smart thing he did. Otherwise, this pledgee would have become a plungee. <laughs> He'd have been plunging my John. Or the ravens would peck out his eyes. For the next 18 fortnights. <laughs> For six score and seven weeks. <laughs> right? Um, so, so we got fewer and fewer emails and stuff. And then it kind of just petered out. Yeah. And while he was away, he decided, like, he was just curious. And he went to, like, look at the different pages that they had. And he'd been blocked out of them. Yeah. Um, he still had the old emails. And I guess there's some, like, cached or whatever versions of websites. But they basically like, were able to block him. So that's kind of about what the article is about. Is that, you know, secret societies back in the day would maybe burn their documents or things like that. Right. If they want to not be found. But there's, like, a little bit of a digital trail here. And... And um, the last thing that he said that I thought was really interesting was that he said that his imagination plays up the conspiracy. Perhaps we were just one of many online threads being run by John S., all of them largely automated, simultaneously opening and closing, roping as many peculiarly ambitious young men as possible into an ancient web of secrecy. Like this guy could have just been like yeah doing this all over the place yeah he could have been doing that at nyu he could have mm-hmm. been doing that at every college yeah completely because there was there was still no proof that this guy definitely went to nyu maybe you can rent out that hall in nyu yeah. for a certain amount of money or something you know interesting yeah that's so weird i know although at the same rate i would love to get a secret message that's me targeted just at me me too although is it mm. yeah <laughs> it doesn't seem like it plus maybe that already has happened to me what i got a weird message when <laughs> the past week is it part of the story it's part of my story. Of tonight, you mean? Yeah. Well, then let's go. <laughs> um, so that's the, the Euclidean that's Society? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, Kristen, my story begins. Oh, it's yes. It's incredibly recent. My tale begins January 5th in the year 2012. Okay. Users browsing 4chan's paranormal board mm-hmm. were greeted with an image. Black background, white text, stating the following. Yeah. Hello. We are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. Signed, 
3301. Yeah. Tonight, Kristen, <laughs> I submit for your approval the story of Cicada 3301. Please. Cicada 3301 is the name given to an organization. Yeah. They're not sure if that's what the name of the organization is. Right. Uh, that put out puzzles mm-hmm. on the internet for people to solve. Yeah. It was this trail of breadcrumbs intended to eventually lead to some prize. Yeah. Most likely to lead you to uh, being able to join the organization right. itself. Right. You've proven yourself. Yes. Uh, there are many who, over the course of the story I tell you, mm-hmm. theorize that Cicada 3301 was a recruit- recruitment tool for the NSA, uh-huh. the CIA, MI6, or maybe just some other conspiracy group. Yeah. Perhaps cyber mercenaries. Ooh. Thunderstrike. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Some have claimed that Cicada 3301 is an alternate reality game. Uh Are you familiar with those? Yes. I mean, kind of. Yeah. So an alternate reality game is like there's one that just started for the next Cloverfield movie. Mm -hmm. So an alternate reality game, usually they're put out by movie companies or video game Uh companies to advertise the movie that's going to come out. Yeah. So Cloverfield was a very like famous alternate reality game where you would go online and you would find uh, uh, bizarre posts from people on like Reddit or whatever that might lead you to a website for a fictional company yeah. that exists within the world of the movie. Yeah. So Cicada 3301, because a lot of what they did would be post a weird picture that you can then use, uh, throw back to a previous episode of our show, uh-huh. steganography. Uh-huh. You could use that. Streganonafree. Streganonafree. <laughs> fill your entire town with pasta. That's right. Uh, you could find a hidden image yeah. inside another image yeah. that would lead then to a website or a phone number or an email address. Yeah. And so on. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are like, well, this feels like the typical alternate reality game stuff that we've seen out of Cloverfield and Halo 2 and all these things. Um, But no company ever came forward to claim Cicada 3301 is theirs. And Cicada 3301 never leads to any product. Yeah. So it's definitely not that. Yeah. And uh, groups like the NSA Uh are known to use unconventional recruitment methods to get cryptographers right, to know, join I their team. I love that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> no one, even to this day, yeah. it's been six years, uh-huh. almost exactly to the day it's been six years, Oh, cool. is sure what Cicada 3301 was after. Yeah. However, the post on 4chan eventually led to the discovery of a subreddit mm-hmm. that had a bunch of like other weird images and stuff. There was a, a welcome mat. Yeah. That when you used steganography, steganography, <laughs> it would reveal a key. Yeah. Like the key is under the doormat. And then that would lead to another website and so on and so on. So it's like um, J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter website. Yeah, a yeah. little bit, a little bit. Crystal and I were big fans of J.K. That's Rowling's. That's my way of relating to this. Yeah, J.K. Rowling's original website for Harry Potter, Yeah, which was like a point-and-click adventure game. Yeah, it was awesome. Kind of like an iSpy. You would see a desk, and you'd yeah. have to click on the right order of puzzles and yeah. find keys. And then you'd be granted, like, here's three sentences from the upcoming Harry Potter book. Yeah, it was super cool. It was awesome. So it's kind of like that. You're right. Uh, except... Bit by bit, it became clear that Cicada 3301 uh-huh. wasn't just some like simple organization of one person just posting an image online yeah. wanting to see what happens. Eventually, in the game, because at a certain point in 2012, people were just going like, all right, 
hey, have you heard about Cicada 3301? It's all these puzzles and stuff. Help me solve this cipher, and we're going to try to find the next website. Yeah. Eventually, going through that trail of breadcrumbs uh, led people to a list of uh, latitude-longitude coordinates. Oh, man. These coordinates are all across the globe. Oh, man. Some were in uh, major cities like uh, New Orleans, Uh Louisiana, Moscow, Russia, Seoul, South Korea, Seattle, Washington. Some of them were in little-known cities. Yeah. And if you went to one of those locations, you would find a poster on a telephone pole with the Cicada 3301 logo, which is a cicada. That's awesome. The bug with its arms outspread. Almost looks like the cover of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And a QR code. Yeah. One of those little, you know, <gasps> squares. so sweet. Squares of black lines and stuff. And you could scan the code to get another clue. Okay, so I have a question that you might not know the answer to. Sure. And I could be totally wrong because I didn't even see this movie. Do you remember a movie came out like last year or something with Emma Roberts in it? And it was like a dare game that had to do with online stuff. Um, yes, damn. I'm familiar with it. Put Emma Roberts. Uh, Emma Roberts cyber game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a sound? one nerve. nerve. I wonder if that has anything to do with Cicada 3301. It really might Gosh. not. It, it Dave was, Franco was the other person. Dave in Franco was in it and it was 2016. I swear. I feel like I just heard about this. Me too. Like not that long ago. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I mean, it has nothing to do with it. I don't think it does. I okay. mean, it may be kind of inspired. It's a by... game. That's an online game. That's taken offline. Right. Yeah. Right. Her first dare is to kiss a stranger for five seconds. Ooh, bad. Gross. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so when they scanned that QR code to get a next clue, they were greeted with a couple of poems. Uh Uh-huh. One of which was, in 29 volumes, knowledge was once contained. How many lines of code remained when the Mabinogian paused? Mugatu? Mugatu. (laughs) Go that far and from the beginning and find my first name. Some people got, a poem of fading death named for a king. Meant to be read only once and vanish. Alas, it could not remain unseen. Hmm. Those poems were references to specific books uh-huh. that could be used to decode what otherwise would seem like a series of random numbers. Cool. To reveal yet another message. However, this is awesome. This post also admonished players. Oh, oh. Saying, You've shared too much to this point. We want the best, not the followers. Thus, the first few there will the first few there will receive the prize. Ugh. Essentially, so you're not supposed to share your progress and like work together on this. No, this is a solo mission. You are supposed to work alone. You are a lone cicada. Yes. Yeah. Only then are you really granted. Wow. Entry. Uh, it seems that Cicada is a very private organization. A lot of the puzzles involve philosophical concepts of uh, like uh, ego death. Uh-huh. was one of them, which is the idea of you essentially lose your sense of self. Mm-hmm. Some people view it as like shedding your skin and transcending humanity. Uh-huh. A very good example of ego death right now is Jim Carrey. Oh. Yes. Did you find that in your studies or did you just think that? Uh, I thought it and then yeah. I Googled it and uh-huh. I found other people saying the same thing. Interesting. So Jim Carrey, uh, for people who for some reason aren't familiar. <laughs> with who he is at all or No, with situation? what's been going on with him <laughs> okay. recently. Jim Carrey is an actor. We talked to him last week. Who's your daddy? Wow, see ya. 
That's right. That's Jim Carrey. Old rubber face. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's a hint of a movie that he was in. Uh, tell me if you can figure this one out. Okay. Uh, a young banker takes up smoking and begs for anyone to stop him. <laughs> Name the movie. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Jim Carrey in recent interviews has been behaving. <laughs> I just snort directly into the microphone. You, you may have. Sorry. Jim Carrey in recent interviews has been behaving strangely. Yeah. And uh, saying things about how he's like, I mean, what am I? I'm an idea of a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I go by the name Jim Carrey, but I've gone by a lot of names. Yeah. You know, who am I really? What is it that I really want? You know, I'm not real, man. None yeah. of this is real. And a lot of people have been like, wow, he's he's like lost his mind. He's off yeah. the deep end. But a lot of people theorize that he has experienced ego death, the loss of sense of self. Interesting, interesting. Uh-huh. And Cicada 3301 uh-huh. is focused apparently on ego death. Yeah. On losing your sense of of your own personal uh-huh. uh, who you are, your ego. You know, the, the concept of somebody being like he has an ego means that he has a big head. But that's not what the ego is in philosophical terms. Right. Like the ego is the self. There's the id, the ego, the superego. Right. Um, and there's also like the idea of ego in some circles is actually – it's like almost the opposite of the sense of yourself. It's like what keeps you separate from other people. Like the ego right. is something that you shouldn't really follow. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's also in there um, across – Cicada 3301 yeah. references to Nietzsche's idea of the Ubermensch, mm-hmm. which is the concept of like the Superman, mm-hmm. the better than everyone else. Yeah. And it seems like that's, so that's what, very egoy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it seems like that's what Cicada 3301 is trying to accomplish. Yeah. They're also obsessed with privacy. Obsessed. Man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I am uh, personally very interested in this. Yeah. The second that I found out about this organization, and I'll tell you how in a moment, uh-huh. uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish that I had been paying attention in 2012. Yeah. I wish I could have tried to go down yeah. that road. Yeah. Now, I've already looked at some of the puzzles. They are way beyond my capabilities. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. No yeah. way. Yeah. However, uh, in recent months, for the mm-hmm. past like year and something, mm-hmm. I have been doing videos online for a company called Hunt a Killer. Yeah. So uh, anybody who follows me at Haunted Sponge on Facebook, mm-hmm. you may have seen me do videos here and there. It's a monthly subscription box. This show is not sponsored by Hunter yeah. Killer, but just to explain uh, that uh, it's a monthly subscription box. It's kind of like an escape room, kind mm-hmm. of like a murder mystery. You're given clues that you have to solve. It's a lot of solving ciphers and yeah. you know a lot of puzzles. So I live stream my progress through doing all of that. Yeah. I, I love it. I really enjoy it. I'm obsessed with escape rooms. I've done some yeah. of the 25 escape rooms, never lost a single one. Yeah. Really enjoy puzzles. You and I growing up, obsessed with mystery stories. Yeah. Uh, we used to watch CSI with dad all the time yeah. and try to guess who the killer is, which is <laughs> impossible to do in that show. Yeah. But like, just it's like part of how we uh, live. Yeah, we enjoy totally. it. We enjoy mysteries yeah. and figuring things out. Yeah. So, Cicada3301, very interesting to me. Yeah. And then last week, I got a message on Facebook uh-huh. of somebody asking me to help solve a Cicada 3301 puzzle. Oh, um, that's cool. Yes. Was it to the Guides to the Unknown group or, or page or something? Didn't somebody message us something like that or talk bomb? Uh, I don't think there so. There was something where I was able to see it where somebody wanted you to help them with something. A coin? 
a coin. I don't know. You didn't see that? <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I just remember that somebody wanted help with something. This person had in their possession a coin. Yeah. Uh, on the coin was a obviously a cipher, a uh-huh. word that had to be deciphered. Yeah. Uh, and uh, around the coin was a phrase. Yeah. And the phrase seemed like it was very obviously supposed to be the key to solving the cipher. Uh-huh. I'm going to see if I can pull it up real quick so that I can just read it. Cool. And I may, I may not be able to, to be honest. But um, anyway, so uh, the, the, the coin was from Cicada 3301. Yeah. Right? And as I'm trying to solve this thing, and I'm, I know very quickly that there's no way that I'm going to be able to. Yeah. But, you know, I kept, I kept trying because, you know, maybe at some point inspiration will strike. Sure. Maybe I'll have a big break and I can crack this case. Yeah. And the longer that I'm doing it, the person that asked me to help them solve it yeah. um, was very much being like, hey, like I've, I've seen your videos for Hunt a Killer and I yeah. wonder if you'd be able to help me out with this. And I know this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to – I'll just go ahead and spoil it. Okay. It was a person who had been to an escape room in Greece. Okay. Who watches my Hunter Killer stuff. Okay. And she – the escape room has a Cicada 3301 oh, puzzle. Oh, okay. So it wasn't an actual Cicada 3301 thing. Right. Yeah. Um, Still and yet, very cool, but yeah. yeah. And yet as I was trying to solve this thing, yeah. I really did – you know, I'm crazy. So I started just being like, well, wait a minute. Like, this would be a really excellent, vague way to approach me as a secret society. Yeah. Just, like, be like, yeah, no, like, we just like your videos, whatever. Like, we wonder if you would be interested in uh, uh, helping us solve this coin real quick. My friends and I just want to solve this. No big deal. Meanwhile, it's a test. Once I thought that, once I had that very unlikely thought. Right, but still, that's so fun and awesome. I started aggressively trying to solve it. Just being like, come on, let me solve this stupid thing. Like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way for me to solve this puzzle. And obviously, of course, there was not. I did not solve the puzzle. What can you do? Maybe next time. Yeah. You can be a Cicada secret agent. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Either way, Cicada 3301, very real thing. Yeah. They, uh, it seems they succeeded in 2012. Eventually, this was posted on Reddit. Hello. We have now found the individuals we sought. Thus, our month-long journey ends. For now. Thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete the test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Cool. Thank you all. 3301. Every year after that for three years. Yeah. In January, random puzzles would be put online for people to solve to go down this rabbit hole of seeing if they can get to the end and maybe join Cicada 3301. Yeah. However, uh, it seems that Cicada 3301 was increasingly frustrated with the fact that like people would try to group up to solve things Uh or, you know, uh, some people just wouldn't respond at all because it's it's obviously too difficult for most people. So they were getting very little response. Yeah. Um, And then some people started having like, there was like leaked information coming out Uh that nobody's able to verify. Yeah. Because uh, one of the the sources that I read said, uh, those who know don't tell. Uh Uh-huh. Those who tell don't know. Ah, Meaning yeah. that the people that are right. giving you information are probably lying. They're full of bluster. Full of baloney. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is information to suggest that uh, some some people have one, uh-huh. just never said a word about anything. That's and very are just cool. secretly now members of Cicada. Cool. Um, there was a leak. Uh-huh. Uh, which, so, you know, grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that said that all winners 
were given an invitation to a secret group. Uh-huh. When you started talking about getting an email, yeah. like having to set up your own private email and join this group and whatever, I was like, ooh, does this somehow cross into my story? Man, this is a common like modern day secret society way of conducting yourself. Maybe. Uh, and when they joined this group, it was strongly suggested to them. They were talking to uh, what were called mentors of uh-huh. Cicada 3301, uh-huh. meaning it wasn't the people who are in charge. Okay. And it was suggested that they were all going to be working on some sort of security application. Uh-huh. Interesting. Which is, which is very weird. Yeah, very weird. Uh, and then uh, bit by bit, it just kind of sort of fell apart in a yeah. weird way. But either way, there was still never any contact with yeah. whoever was behind this. Weird. And, you know, mind you, Whoever Cicada 3301 is, they yeah. must have had people in multiple countries right. to put those posters up. So Mugatu. They, they are somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mugatu did it. That's um, awesome. There was this leaked message written supposedly by Cicada 3301, uh-huh. kind of explaining the whole deal. Yeah. You have wondered who we are, so we shall tell you we are an international group. We have no name. We have no symbol. We have no membership rosters. We do not have a public website, and we do not advertise ourselves. We are a group of individuals who have proven ourselves much like you have by completing this recruitment contest, and we are drawn together by common beliefs. A careful reading of the texts used in the contest would have revealed some of these beliefs that tyranny and oppression of any kind must end, that censorship is wrong, and that privacy is an inalienable right. We are not a hacker group. Uh, we do not engage in illegal activity, nor do our members. If you are engaged in illegal activity, we ask that you cease any and all illegal activities or decline membership at this time. Uh, we will not ask questions if you decline. However, if you lie to us, we will find out. Yikes. You are undoubtedly wondering what it is we do. We are much like a think tank in that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas. We advocate liberty versus security. You undoubtedly heard of a few of our past projects, and if you choose to accept membership, we are happy to have you on board to help with future projects. Cool. Yeah. So uh, no one's sure if Cicada 3301 ever existed, still exists. Yeah. Uh, All that I know for sure is that they posted their puzzles in January Uh of those three years, 2012, 2013, 2014. Yeah. Uh, But there's an entire possibility that – Maybe the people who are playing the game yeah. have gotten real quiet about it. Yeah. And maybe the games are still going. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. That Cicada is very cool. Oh, man. William, yeah. maybe you are getting their attention. Oh, I would love that. If there are any secret societies out there <laughs> that want to try to recruit me in a weird, shadowy way. Yeah, by all means. Me too. I'm open to it. Yeah, I'm at Haunted Sponge. Yeah, I'm at Chillin' Kristen. Uh, hit us up. Yeah. For sure. Send us something weird, a puzzle yeah. or something. By or all like means. The eye at the top of the pyramid on the dollar bill. And yeah. Just write like, just write chosen in all capitals. Yeah. Yeah. I will respond to yeah. that. Yeah. Or like wingdings, write something in wingdings and we have to put it in word and change the font to read what it says. Yes. I would love to do that. And it also says chosen. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me I'm chosen and that. You want me, and then I'm special, and I'm pretty much yours. I'm and, pretty much in. Yeah, and I'll give you the $600 annual fee to yeah. be a member. Yeah, totally. Pathetic as that. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. But Cicada 3301, since they yeah. are functionally nothing, you right. know, maybe they still exist, as in there's like this group of people that are holding it together. Yeah. But they don't really have a name. They don't, they don't claim the right. name. They don't whatever. Right. There's an escape room in Greece. 
Yeah. The goat that uses their name and stuff. <laughs> that must like, be so weird for them, whoever they are. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh. Like, or, the, or are they and like. And they probably, I wonder if they like want to sue to get that thing down, but they don't want to because they make right. public who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, so you could kind of say anything about Cicada 3301. Sure. And they won't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Like they sniff their own farts. Yeah. Yeah. Cicada 3301. <laughs> I bet you like your own scent. <laughs> sue me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be on the name of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I bet there's some Cicada 3301. Yeah, what if we're going to be on like a weird list? They have like a Google alert set and yeah. they're going to be like... Actually, well, you know what's weird? So, Well, not weird, but um, I, when we're coming up to the days we record, I usually do a search to see if there are any podcasts that have covered the topic that I'm covering so I can listen to it for research while I'm working and stuff. Yeah. And there were none for the Euclidean Society. Really? Yeah. Zero. Wow. All right. Well, this is a first. I know. I don't know. I would assume. I there would are... think there are probably things for Cicada 3301. Probably. Yeah. Though yeah. I had but never still. heard of it before. Yeah. I had heard of it before, but I didn't really know what it was. You had heard it... of it? Yeah. Wow. I knew it had to do with something online and something secretive, but I didn't yeah. know what it was. There are places like I think that uh, person of interest mm-hmm. is that what it's called. Like is that the thing? Jonathan where... Nolan and <laughs> that's not where Jeremy Piven <laughs> texts. Texts you? No, that's wisdom of the crowd. <laughs> no, that's just life where Jeremy Piven just texts you and it's, won't leave you alone. It's horrible. Hey, are you up? But, um, hey, are you up? Hey, are you up? Yeah, that, that's why wisdom of the crowd is not on anymore. Block Piven, yeah. except much worse. Oh yeah. But um, anyway. Now, what is a uh, person of interest? I think it's a show by Jonathan Nolan, Who's Christopher Nolan? Nolan's brother. Really? I yeah. didn't know that he was um, like a TV person. Oh, or a, I mean, I know who he was. He's yeah. a big deal. He, <laughs> Not that I was like, Jonathan Nolan? He's like. The Jonathan Nolan? He does TV? That's just my pal. I think he's credited with some of the Christopher Nolan scripts. Oh, really? Oh, I guess I did know that. Yeah. He yeah. did Westworld, and I'm pretty sure he did this show, oh. uh, Person of Interest. Oh, okay. And I think that they had a plot line that was sort of. Based on Cicada 3301. Oh, um, who was in Person of Interest? Uh, Henry Gale from Lost. Oh, okay. I know you're talking about. Yeah, and um, the guy who played Jesus in, uh, what's it called? That Mel Gibson Jesus movie. Yeah. Um, Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. It's, Jim Caviezel. It's close to that. I think that is it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it is. I think it is. It sounds very, well, maybe it is. It sounds like it's a name like that. Um, there's also a band called Lucero, who I used to listen yeah. to a mm-hmm. lot. And um, they have yeah, a song. Right. They have a song. Jim Caviezel. Ab- yeah. They have a song Excuse about me. Cicada 330. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Which I was like, oh. Yeah. Guess I should start listening to that band again. <laughs> Lucero's great, although I haven't listened to them in a long time. Yeah, I haven't listened yeah. in a long time. Uh, yeah, Cicada 3301. Yeah. They might still be out there. Cool. I, I don't know. And if there are other secret societies like this where you yeah. can like follow the puzzles online, that's let me know. Yeah, like... Definitely. I would love to live stream my progress of trying to join Cicada 3301. Well, I think that would automatically disqualify you. Damn it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm not very good at being solitary and quiet. No. You're not getting into Cicada 3301. There's no way. I'm not getting in. I would love yeah. to join. The person who sent me the Cicada 3301 coin, yeah. uh, I she w- popped up in like a live video I did for Hunter Killer the other day. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, man, she's not like... <laughs> I was hoping it was like a fake profile. Oh, you know, like yeah, they had created like a fake person to email me yeah. or whatever. Oh, that'd be great. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. If you know of any other weird secret societies or or groups like that where you have to like solve a puzzle to get in, totally tell us about it. And also, just secret societies in general. Actually, Katie, who's my friend, we've talked about on the show, sent me some like weird ones that were just interesting, but kind of like 
either bummers or gross or things like that. And I told you I had a real block about finding secret societies because I just kept finding things where it was like, and then they helped each other get jobs. And I was right. like, ooh, enticing and mysterious. Yeah, no, that's there true. There are a lot but... of secret societies that are just like, you know, rich people helping each other. Oh, totally. Yeah. But there are <laughs> but for sure. There that's are. what I'm saying. Yeah. I would like to know more about weird arcane ones. Yeah. So if yeah. you know of any off the top of your head, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can follow us online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that he can add us and stuff yeah, yeah. at GTTU pod. Yep. If you have any ideas that you want to send our way. Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yep. Uh, make sure you check out our YouTube page. You can mm-hmm. watch the video version of the show. Yep. YouTube recently changed the, the laws yeah. surrounding their system. Uh, you can't make money on YouTube unless you have 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. And we have something like 894. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty close. And I think we have to have 1,000 by the end of February. Is that right? Yes. So February if you could 20th. subscribe, like, we really don't make a lot of money on our YouTube channel. Barely at, any. Yeah, like, at all. Yeah. But it's nice to have the option. Yes. It would really suck if we're that close and then yes. we can't. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We make something like... I don't know. It's like like eight dollars a month. Is it even that? Yeah. Okay. But you're not even you're not even allowed to get yeah, the money you, every month. You get it in like a lump sum. You like. can only get it when you hit a hundred dollars. Yeah. So, which is really annoying as well. Yeah. But yes, please do subscribe to us on please. YouTube. That's YouTube. You're not gonna watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's YouTube.com/slash TalkBomb. Yes. Uh, oh, I really I did another thing in case you guys want to do us any sort of solid. I set up a Venmo for. Guide to the Unknown. Oh, yeah. So now if you look for GTTU pod in Venmo, you can send us some money that way, like a tip or whatever for us, a one-time donation if you don't want to sign up for Patreon. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if you do want to sign up for Patreon, that's that patreon.com slash well. yeah. GTTU pod. Mm-hmm. Everything is GTTU pod. Basically, yeah. 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 Uh, cool. Yeah. But more yeah, than so- anything, we just hope you had a good time. Yep. Yep. Uh, let us know what you thought about the show mm-hmm. or don't. Yeah. Share the show with your friends or don't. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review on on iTunes, but you don't have to. <laughs> I prefer I prefer the former. I'd love it if you would. Yeah. But you don't have to. Yeah. It's okay. We're not going to punish just you. Just go to sleep. <laughs> Fall asleep now. Uh, we'll see you next week for another yep. episode of our spooky wookie show. That's right. But until then, we got some traveling to do. Yep. Back to the netherworld. Go wake. Good night. Look how big my hand looks now.